International. compliment people to their face because people have complimented you to me all the time and i'm just like he is great thank you i think you just don't want to blow anybody's ego up too much no i mean of course it's just it was so funny like because in new orleans it was happening like back to back to back like it just like i was standing near karina and they were like oh my god wednesday show was amazing there's no better comic than karina magyar oh and your set was good too and i'm like all right all right all right all right Oh, that's the weirdest. That's there's there's no there's no non odd way to get the second wave compliment. No. Uh, what happens to me a lot, especially in particular when I do a show with like a lot of black men, it's this really weird thing that happens where like if the show is full of all black male comics and the audience is full of black women who always happen to be in their fifty. There's something about when you're a single black woman and you turn fifty, you just start wearing leopard print off the shoulder shirts. And going, <laughs> it's a very specific look. And you go to these shows, and you just like you love these guys and follow these guys around, and they'll like go through like, oh my god, you were so funny, you were so funny. And they get to me and they go, and you keep at it, baby, you keep <laughs> at it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I didn't know it was Thanksgiving still. <laughs> I will. Oh yeah, every every day of my life is a clap back. It's great. Clap back. <laughs> That was great. I um, I did a show this weekend and uh, like when I pulled up, it was like I had to valet my car and I was like, I'm actually on this show. Do I have to pay to valet? And they're like, no, that's fine. And then when I asked for my key back, when I asked for my car back, they were like, well, why don't you tell us some of the jokes you did in there? So, you know, since you're supposed to be on the show. And I was like, I was on the show. I was like, Are you, do yeah. you want me to do a set on the sidewalk right now? I can see my car. Just hand me the keys. You, like, five bucks or five minutes. That's what it takes to get the car valet. <laughs> that's great. Oh. Guys, welcome back to the Extra Salty Podcast. Hi. As always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. And I'm Kai Krabs. And today we are joined by Angelina Martin. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Spooky host jinx. What? I don't we both were just like, thanks. We just I don't know. It was it was almost in sync, but like we like swapped one word and it was oh. like spooky host chase. We were not looking at each other, so that means we're we're becoming one. <laughs> we're becoming Is one that why you're hugging yourself to try to maintain individuality? I'm trying to pop my own back. Like I I'm you know, I only have two more sessions of physical therapy and then I'm done forever, hopefully. That's good. No, Are you that's getting good. nostalgic? Are you going to miss it? No, it's weird. It's just kind of like there's a certain point where they're like, hey, you're always going to be in pain. And they just let you go. They let you stop going. And you're just like, I'm always going to be in pain. It's a very depressing oh thing. So I just they're like, you're good. In, you're as good as you're going to get. That's pretty much what it is. Like I have all this pain in my back and my arms since my car accident that happened on my birthday. And it's just, nah. I'm, at least your tits not ripped anymore though right is oh, your tits still ripped it's still technically ripped like it's <laughs> like I, I i ripped i ripped a little bit okay so i have a it's called a bisolateral tear and it goes from the inside of your arm into a little bit of your pectoral muscle so like just a teeny bit like not remember i don't know if you guys have listened to the karina magyar episode where she talks about a guy with a ripped tit and like his like his whole 
pectoral muscle was just sagging like it's not that bad but like if I lift my hands over my head it hurt like I just want to get to the point where I can get my own suitcase out of an overhead cabin like I, you know what I mean like when we like we would all is said and done with this lawsuit I'm gonna include all of my check bag fees like it's going in there I was like she limited my quality of life so much do you understand how many bags I had to ask somebody can you can you help me with this Speaking of, oh, speaking of people hate that. By the way, I know. I mean, because my it's tits just, are like cringing just hearing this. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know this could happen. I used to do that as part of my set, but I could see the women's physically grab their own breasts because I was like, I got a torn titty, and they go <laughs> like the, it's, it's, it's the hard alliteration. It's two T's, four T's. Back. I'm keeping torn them close. Titty. <laughs> a lot of T's. Oh yeah. Speaking of like popping muscles and stuff, I held the elevator open for somebody at work today. Mm-hmm. Your the, first mistake. I well, because the thing is, is like the door to the building and the distance it is to the elevator is like enough that if you don't hold it it's like not going to like ruin anybody's day but like close enough that you probably should oh i hate it's that a, yeah it's in that weird middle ground of distance where it's like it, it's like ugh, if you do hold it open for someone it's going to be kind of a, like a long time and it's like a very, it's a very my, like distinctive thing i always hold my bag over my arms in an elevator so no one asks me for anything like oh her hands are full she couldn't have helped me. she's helpless. I'm helpless so i held this door open for this guy and he was like thanks thanks i appreciate it i was like sure thing buddy you got it doors shut to the elevator and then he just starts slinging his arms around popping his back Uh, popping his shoulders pops his neck does his knuckles just is popping his whole fucking body so i do that every night by the way well at least you don't do it in an elevator where there's only one other person and it's just silence aside from that because we don't even have elevator music (laughs) in our elevator ask you to like help him out and crack his back for him could could you like just like hold (laughs) my elbow right there just get your elbow in there my lower back it's real sore and i like like, I, I don't really care about, like, the noise that it makes whenever you, like, pop your knuckles or anything. It's just whenever you do your entire skeleton all at once, it's kind of, it, it's a lot. And I'm like, hey, that's not healthy that all those can do I'm gonna that. I'm going to pop this hip real quick just to gross you all out. I Do it. I, I love it. I don't want... Every part of me does it. There's so much air in my joints. Like like Alex calls it the cement mixer when I get into bed. Cause I, like, I'm like, That's disgusting. That sounds great. That's I'm obsessed awful. with popping knuckles. Like I mine are always popped out all the time. Oh yeah. And I I like popping other people's knuckles too, if they let me. You know what I like popping? What? Pimples. This? Yes. But I can't watch <laughs> pimple too. popping videos. The ones on the internet, they take it too far. I just well, want to see like a regular. That's because those are people who needed to pop that zit like four and a half years ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just a little buildup of sebum oils under the skin. That's cool. A four day old pimple, I can look at that. But when you have a pimple that's maybe a tumor, like when they're, <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're investigating the pimple. Video. That's just a surface cyst. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like seeing that shit. Yeah, no. Like, but there, there is a certain joy in popping pimples now. Because it's like if your skin and bubble wrap had a baby (laughs) (laughs) i always love trying to get these like hard to reach ones like on my on my back or my butt and like so satisfying my boyfriend will he's like do you want me to do it for you and i'm like no because you don't get joy out of it i don't want you to do it out of obligation to me i don't want to pop i want to do the popping oh yeah that's the joy (laughs) and there's a little sick part of chiropractors that like really likes it though they enjoy it like like, you can tell they're like I did oh, my job. I, d- I did good work. <laughs> I feel so bad, you know, like because since we've got over you know a thousand people at this point, you know, there's got to be one person out there listening to this, just like, why are you like this? Just like disgusted. <laughs> disgusted. Like last last week's episode, or the last one that we talked that aired, <laughs> I was eating like a quarter of the session, and so I'm like, 
like there's got to be somebody who has a disease where they hate the sound of people chewing. Oh yeah, and, we, like think about speaking of diseases, like the opposite way, of ASMR. I accused you of having what was it, apromenagia yesterday? The oh. disease where you can't tell people's faces apart because you said that Meghan Markle looked like Alanis Morissette <laughs> in that one no, photo. No. In that one photo, Alanis Morissette got hella chins. This is not not like hella chins, like she's fat, but just like a lot of one chin. I was just like, like the, lo- the never chinding story. Like it never stops. <laughs> God damn it, that's a really good pun. That's really funny. <laughs> but also, like I was like, this doesn't even like apply to you or affect you. You gotta chill. Like coming back at me with shit from like a fucking medical book with what? definitions and shit. I was like. You gotta chill i think you know what though like i i love when people see i love when people see likeness and people are that are different ethnicities because like we were we were watching tv and alex was like don't you think d ray davis kind of looks like tim curry and i was like shut up and then i looked it up and he was so right i was like this is weird does tim curry have like an unknown biracial son like it's very interesting to see to see likeness and people who are de- different ethnicities and to argue about likeness that's one of my favorite things i don't know i wasn't wrong whenever i said that you nephew looked like Patricia Belcher my nephew doesn't look like Patricia Belcher he in that like most- photo <laughs> by the way he's like screaming and kind of sort of like not fully cleaned yet in that photo you know what I mean like so you mean to tell me that you think Patricia Belcher looks like a fresh baby <laughs> that's not nice to Patricia Belcher I, Patricia Belter, Belcher is a very talented actor and I like her a lot I was just saying in that one Where, photo, when did she play a baby though like I don't understand where this is going when from. she was a baby I don't know it was just that the way that it was making the way that baby was making that face made it look like whenever she's about to say something sarcastic to somebody on screen and I was just like that baby is about to drop a Patricia Belcher sass bomb that's exactly what's gonna happen I don't need you projecting sass onto a newborn child it has so much capability to be anything and you're like ah this is Jasmine's nephew he's gonna be sassy he's gonna be a Patricia Belcher grown ass man (laughs) I love that I love it so much um Oh, we should get into our story. We really should. We really now that now that everyone's like suffic- sufficiently disgusted by popped joints, zits, and everything in between. Yes, now that everyone's turned off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess kind of how we always start out is just find out like what we're salty about, and of course, you have a story that you wanted to tell us. So, I guess do you want to just get right into it. Like, yeah, let's yeah. dive right because I remember you were telling us that uh, you had a best friend that. Uh, just kind of stopped talking to you out of the blue and then it took you two years to find out why that friendship abruptly ended. Yeah, it was, um, well, yeah, it was this this really close friend of mine. Um, we were, um, I think we met when we were freshmen or sophomores in high school and um, I know we just had like a really close bond. I was very scared of, um, I didn't date anyone until I was like 21. So like I placed all my like, I don't know. I got all my um, emotional intimacy from friendships, you know, yeah. like they were extra important to me or something. But um, yeah, so I, I had this friend. We were we were best friends for yeah about five years or something. And um, I went I went off to college after we after I graduated um, high school. I went to college at San Francisco State, and we still kept in touch. Like the, she came and visited me um, while I was there. I visited her, um, and we st- and uh, the summer after. Um, uh, uh, summer, yeah, summer after our first year away at, mm-hmm. at college, we were both living in um, our hometown again, hanging out mm-hmm. every day, um, like you do when you're 19. And it was um, just a very bizarre um, 
time where one week we were going on hikes together and um, just talking about how that's like, real friendship. Like yeah. y'all walked around the woods alone. Yeah, around the woods. We like held all these sleepovers and and I don't know, we like we we wrote together. We did we we like I don't know, we made art together and and um, she was just like the most amazing person and that I had ever met and um, I just loved her really deeply and I, I felt love from her um, mm. and and um, we discussed many times how we were each other's platonic soulmates um, I think we were both queer um, uh, but um, we weren't we didn't have like a romantic or or sexual mm. really connection um, it was just like this platonic friendship that was really meaningful to me and um, I just remember on yeah we were super close and then um, uh, it, was, it was around the around the 4th of July everything meaningful in my life happens around the 4th of July I also like broke up with my first boyfriend on the 4th of July started thinking about I, uh, freedom and <laughs> yeah I don't go. know but like <laughs> it was just very bizarre where like I, I said goodbye to her after we had uh, we had gone on a hike together smoked weed together and that is the deepest level of trust like if someone's like do you want to go walk around the woods yeah. just the two of us alone and I would like you it. can do it and it's chill <laughs> and just, you don't get chopped up into bits that's a deep level of trust it was yeah yeah, and and um, I said goodbye to her that day. Mm. It was, and then um, uh, a couple days later, you know, we had lots of mutual best friends. Mm. We hang out in groups. So we, um, she, I saw her a couple days later. At um, she came over to one of our other best friends' house. We were hanging out at night. She came over, and it was um, she just wasn't. Uh, she just didn't look at me. And um, I like went out of my way to an altar. I was like, "Hey!" Um, and she just um, like d- nodded at me um, and said like a couple, you know, the bare minimum amount of words. And she just looked like I kept on trying to make eye contact with her. You know, like, "Hey, mm. everything good?" Like, just trying to establish, you know, what was going on because she's a moody person. You know, I thought maybe you know she's going through something. But she was treating everyone else really normally, and every time, and when I did catch eye contact with her, because she seemed to be avoiding mm. eyes with me, but then when I did, she just looked so cold at me, and. um it just terrified me. Like she's um, like, like what? What kind of cold? Like angry cold? Or um, like yeah, like like an angry or? cold. Just kind of like, um, just almost. I don't know. She just looked like she she didn't know me. Um, but yeah, or like she didn't want to know me. Um, and the thing is, she. I said she. You know, she was she was my best friend, and I I loved her very deeply. But I knew other people that she had. Um, that she had had more uh what's that word um tumultuous tumultuous like, tumultuous, like relationships mm-hmm. with um and and um she's um and had like ended friendships very abruptly and i remember thinking in the past i was like i don't want to be one of the person one of the people mm-hmm. that she does that to because that seems a little scary did you did um, you know like any of the details of like why any of those other friendships the, those other ones so they were they were um they were also they were kind of vague like i remember um like i had a another like a uh, another one of our mm-hmm. mutual best friends um she she told me like this had been like a 
a couple years uh, previous when, um, and she was like, I don't know why, but um, I guess I should give them names. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know why, but she just like is, is uh, just cut me off and is, and is acting so different. I was like, that is so horrible. I hope she never like changes her mind about me. Do you consider yourself kind of a like a non-confrontational person? Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> <They're listening laughs> no hesitation. There's like a little piece of me that's like, so you weren't like, bitch, what's your problem? Like, I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I'm like, I, trying. I was, she was definitely, she was like, also, she was that. I mean, I am scared of confrontation. I would always rather subtweet about someone than comment on a Facebook. Like, I'm so <laughs> confrontational. I'm, like I'm confused. I'm by this very. I, I do not. I don't like confrontation. Yeah, but her got, particularly, I was kind of scared. You know, those friends are kind of scared of your friend group. Like between the two of you, was she like, like the leader a little bit? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, she just has like a and she had a, a, a domineering mm-hmm. um, presence that was both very attractive to be around. You know, um, but also, yeah, she could be aggressive and honestly, you know, she could be a little scary. mean. Uh, yeah, a little scary sometimes. Just like, whoa, because she um, was she, she Regina had- George? <laughs> um, she was yeah Regina uh, a, you're feeling like a, a the crunchy Gretchen. granola Regina George oh. But, um, oh. that's literally my best friend who lives in LA <laughs> she lives in LA she changed her name to, on Instagram to Jen Nofer she's like the most oh. it was, like if vegans had clicks like she's definitely like the alpha vegan okay. oh my god yeah it was yeah she oh. wasn't like like the way you wouldn't look at her and be like what a classic mean girl in a movie mm-hmm. like she looks like she you know lives in a commune in the woods you know mm-hmm. and i mean she would she's that she has such a dichotomy of being like she's all spiritual and everything and um uh super into um i'm like trying to decide how many because i feel like people who know her will instantly know who i'm talking about but oh well she's um she's very artistic and um she taught me so much about like art and literature before that I was such such a such a low brow <laughs> putz or something and she like introduced me to like poetry and stuff and and um you definitely still talk about it like you really care yeah, yeah no I do that, that um, definitely comes through yeah so um anyway I'm just trying to explain what was attractive about her because mm-hmm. if I say like oh she was mean and aggressive and scary you're like why are you, why were you friends with her at all and I'm like no she had she had really beautiful qualities well, um that, that's how most toxic relationships begin like yeah. I when sometimes when people discuss um, domestic violence I'm sure it's not going this way is it going this way um, no well, no no but they'll always say they'll be like oh well why did you how did this happen how did you end up with this person it's like no one hits you on the first date yeah people yeah. romance like any shitty job you've had was never like we're gonna cut your hours at random we're gonna call you in on random days and you're gonna hate working here people are never upfront about their flaws yeah it, it took years I mean I kind of it was kind of I cut I saw how she treated like some other people like but she never I guess it's that's a bad no. like thing people they're like well they never treated me bad um, but yeah that's how I felt I was like oh I'm sorry that she treated those other people not great um, but it was also the kind of thing where like the things that I heard about her weren't mm. like did you hear that she hit that girl with her car it was like did you hear that 
they had a weird end to their friendship. You know, it's yeah, not the kind yeah. of thing where you're all like, wow. It's I mean, like, it, yeah, you know, it, it sounds like complicated and I don't know the full details of that, but I'm going to keep being friends with them because. But it's one of those yeah. things that it's like, it's outside of what your experience with that friendship is. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not, it's not representative of what your experience is. So it's like to a certain degree, you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt because yeah, like you don't exactly. know if that's and, old shit or whatever. Yeah. So I, I kept on being friends with her and, and then until, yeah, this started um it's just icing out and um i was just in denial about it for like a you know a, a, a month or two mm. for the, basically the rest of the summer and um you know I'd, I'd try to um you know hit her up again like to, to hang out and um she would um i don't know she would make excuses or just not rep- um, reply reply really mm. late and less and less and um and um, she was doing the fade away yeah the fade away but it was like it was a very abrupt like because i've had other friendships like end over the years but like every other time i had a friendship and it was gradual and mutual and this was Mm -hmm. neither this was Mm -hmm. like a couple days there was a couple um uh, more like a, I guess a group hangouts where she acted similar where Mm -hmm. she like would not look at me or talk to me um except if she had to, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause it'd be, yeah, it, it wasn't like a total ignoring where she was like <laughs> making it super obvious. It was just like avoiding talking and looking at me. And then after that, it was, it was like, I, I didn't see her again. It just made me feel sick to my stomach. Cause yeah. I was like going back over my head, replaying everything that, um, that, um, you know, had, that we had said to each other. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I could have seen this the day, the last day I remember things being normal, I think it was on the 4th of July. Um, like um, the day before we had gone on a hike and then on the 4th of July, I um, she was like, I think she was studying at a book, like at a, at a coffee shop or something. And she'd been there for, she was texting me normally and uh, saying that she was hungry. So I went and I brought her some like cookies or something. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. And I, and uh, we talked for a little bit and then I left. And then the next day I saw her and it was And cold. that's whenever it was. And it was so weird. It was like the switch. Did she not like the cookies? <laughs> Sorry. Maybe, maybe, no, 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 no. Right yeah, there. I was like, man, I fucked up those cookies. They weren't stage playing. <laughs> stage playing, by the way. Are the best cookies that are full of niacin. <laughs> I brought in these very inexpensive cookies that I loved as a child. And immediately Ethan flips it over and tells us that it's full of poison. And <laughs> Well, it said it may be genetically engineered. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. and, like they didn't know. Anyway. I'm sorry. So, but that is such a weird, you guys had yeah. the great rapport and, and then she just dropped you. Yeah. I started asking our other mutual, you know, best friends. I was like, um, I don't, I don't want to like put you in a weird spot or anything, but I am very lost right now and very confused. And I would appreciate any insight that you have if, mm. if she has t- said anything to you about me, cause I am lost. And I feel like I usually, cause I say stupid shit all the time, but I'm usually aware of it, you know, <laughs> and I'm usually not afraid to apologize, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I said it. I can't think of anything. Um, and but it so- was, it's oh, just the kind yeah. of thing where I just the summer ended and I just I didn't get an answer and I just I um I moved to Austin actually after that summer I didn't go back to school in San Francisco but um I 
yeah, I just didn't get mm-hmm. an answer for so long. And it just, there's no, it was so hard to move on from that. Yeah, you said um, it was almost two years, right? Yeah, because it was like, I didn't, I didn't know why. And there's no closure there. So I hung on to it for a long time. And it just, it just broke my heart. And it was really hard to explain to people why I was like so upset and depressed. Because it was like, it felt like, I had been in a long-term relationship that it ended, mm-hmm. but like it's a friendship. So like people don't award those the same weight, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's just like a friend who like ended or something. I'm like, no, this was someone who I was deeply loved and cared about. And I thought loved and cared about me. And like, I'm heartbroken. It's the only word I could use. <laughs> I think friendships can have just as much intimacy as relationships. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a really ugly thing we do in society where we put all of this weight and this value on romantic relationships. So you're conditioned from a really young age to think that a, as a partner is the be all to end all. And you should put all your emotions on that person. That's why straight men are so fucking toxic because they don't know how to be friends to each other. So they like, they put all their weight on their, their woman, if you will. And I think that's really unfair because it it teaches us to devalue people that we love in our lives and like I've got like I I feel you on this I want to I want to let you kind of like close on this story Mm -hmm. and tell us this I'm waiting for the like bitch what moment and you're gonna get there I mean and and, like that's the other side of it too is that I think that that pressure that a, a relationship only has like a true or a more serious degree of value if there's sex attached to it is like such a weird thing too but yeah, I also and I, I just, feel like that's what creates that fucked up culture around like everyone being like so panicky and weird and nervous and oh I have to do or say the right thing or why there are all those fucking wedding toppers of like the bride dragging the groom because oh, they don't want to actually be fucking shit. married stuff is because we're like we're taught that it's supposed to be this big huge really high stakes serious thing whenever really it's just two fucking people getting to know each other and then they just happen to swap fluids sometimes <laughs> it, it makes everybody so unhappy because you're just like I don't think yeah, your partner so much pressure on your, your romantic yeah. partner shouldn't be your whole life and I think a friend can be really important I think yeah. it's re- I think it's especially like the whole idea especially that you're supposed when, to, especially when I was like I was wasn't dating anyone I didn't date anyone for like a long mm-hmm. time so like this was my only source of like from of emotional intimacy you know yeah I, I placed which you know sometimes I think was like maybe unfair to my friends but you know I balanced it out between I wasn't like all on one friend you know it's like yeah but did, you, did you find that when you were like I have two questions actually mm-hmm. did you find that when you were out of relationships you were more dependent on your friends and when you got into relationships you kind of deserted them um, was that ever a thing I have I'm in my first like relationship right now mm-hmm. um for like six six seven months or so um and I do kind of feel like I I have pulled away a little bit from my other friends um but it's partially just I mean it's you know it's due to like I'm I'm busy with comedy and other things too mm-hmm. um but I mean, I think we we both like have like my uh, my boyfriend and I we both have like our own uh, sets of friends, which um, I really appreciate and value. And like mm-hmm. he also has, I I, uh, I really appreciate that he has um, female friends because <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm glad that he has like other <laughs> like other women in his life because I feel like dudes who only hang out with other dudes except for their girlfriend like um, have having a very 
aggressive testosterone vibe sometimes. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> diversify your friendship. Yeah. So I'm glad he's not like one of those dudes. Like, why would I hang out with a woman if I'm not fucking her? Like, like, yeah, but she's a chick. <laughs> what, uh, what value does she have? So like, um, but uh, yeah. At, at this time, yeah. No, 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 no romantic partners. Just friends. So, um, and uh, yeah. So I, I went. I moved to Austin. And um, I just tried, you know, tried to get over it. And, um, you know, I, I thought I did. You know, I was, um, I mean, there was like a, a long period of time where I was, I would, you know, I would, I would like break out in tears, like thinking about it for like, you know, the first, mm-hmm. you know, few months after it. But, you know, I got better at dealing with it. Um, and, you know, I thought, I was like, I'm over this. And then um, it was about yeah about yeah it was two years later because the next the summer after that i um i didn't really uh go go home to to my hometown for the summer except for like Mm -hmm. i i went home for uh, a week and i I didn't i didn't run into her so it was it wasn't an issue and then uh so it was two years later and i um I was back in my hometown. Um, I'd, I'd gone traveling and I ran out of money. So I had to move in with my parents mm. um, for, and I stayed with them for four months in, in my hometown. So I was like, all right, I'm here for four months. Um, I'm, and I knew that she was living in our hometown again. Mm. I was like, I'm, it's a tiny ass town. I'm definitely going to run into her. Um, it's inevitable. Like we still, we still have mutual friends and it's a small town. And, and I was so anxious about it. And I realized I was like, I'm not over this. I was like hanging out with a, a friend and I was talking about my anxiety, like about running into her. And I, and I was like crying again. I was like, yep, still not over this. Cause I never found out why. And then until, until my friend that I was crying to, um, she was like, um, yeah, wasn't that like the summer that she um, um, she had like some traumatic shit happen to her? What? And I did not know, and um, I I had no idea, and so this put this whole spin because to cope with this heartbreak, I put the spin on it in my mind. This was how I convinced myself I was over it. For for most of, I told myself that she was a monster bitch <laughs> and and a total asshole and um, she was evil and like heartless, you know? That's what I told myself to get over it because I was like, I can't find any reason. So she's just an evil bitch and that's all there was to it. And um, then my friend gave me more context to like the hard time, like what it like stuff that had been going on in her life that summer. And I was like, oh my God. I'm on the edge this, of my seat. Yeah, this puts so much, so much context. Um, so what had happened? Um, I just like, um, I'm, I just don't want to reveal too much because I feel like our friends who are listening will know who this is you know and i um but um she had gone through something traumatic and um like what she was just going through like family stuff and um things and i just like i i didn't know and um it just put this context that made her seem you know less monstrous so um and i knew i was going to run into her and I just wanted this out, uh, like this weight off of my shoulders because I was so tense all the time about it. And so I just wrote this letter to her, um, and this this uh, letter saying, um, um, I, 
I'm, I, I was really heartbroken by what happened um, two summers ago, but now I kind of understand a little bit more. Um, I'm sorry for any, I'm sorry if I was an insensitive fr- friend at the time, was not there for you. And, um, and I um, would like to put this past us and, um, and um, I know asking to be your friend again is um, very, that's uh, a hard step that, I, that I'm not asking for right now. I'm just asking for us to be cool, cool with each other. Um, I, I was more eloquent and long-winded than that, but um, I just tried to state my feelings best that I could. And um, I, I knew where she worked. So I was like, this may be really creepy and boundary crossing, but like, I don't know how else to contact her, you know? And um, so I was like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't like call the cops. I hope this isn't weird, but I like took this letter to where you're she was, already more thoughtful than every man in a romantic <laughs> comedy ever. Like, you're like, I hope this polite note doesn't make her feel uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to feel weird, but like everyone knows where she works in a small town. Straight dudes, like a boombox on his yeah. shoulders. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like go. I wasn't like, you know, finding out like, when does she work? I'm going to wait for her. Like I, I just went and was like, Hey, can you give this to her? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, can you put this in her, like, her work mailbox or whatever? And they were like, yeah, sure. Um, and I was like, even though I didn't know how she would respond, I had, like, already gotten the weight off my chest. Like, because I was mm-hmm. like, I feel, I already feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, f- a few days later, um, this, um, I was uh, our mutual 70-year-old grandma friend. <laughs> She was this uh, soap maker that I worked for. That's the most adorable the hippie thing going. Yeah, she's 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 an angel. I could talk about her forever. Um, but uh, this, yeah, I and I had kind of I disclosed, you know, I I talked to. She was like my, my I called her my Earth mother. <laughs> she was like not a godmother, but an Earth. Mother. She was it was very hippie. But anyway, she was a sweet mm-hmm. seven year old woman that I would I would hang out with and mix up with, and you know I, I kind of talked to her because she was like oh you always used to hang out with uh with so and so you always and what happened to her and I was like I don't know and I kind of disclosed a little bit of, like without going too much into it I was just like I don't. I don't know. It just um, ended, and I, I don't know why, but I'm uh, sad about it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. trying to move on, mm-hmm. and um, so our, so she, the girl um, that I wrote the letter to, a few days later, she dropped off a note to um, our soap maker friend. Violet. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so adorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she dropped off a note to her, and um, I went over. I went over to because I was seeing. I I because I was working for Violet that summer. So I like saw her every day and hung out at her shop. And I went mm-hmm. in one day, she's like, I have something for you. Um, it's a note from um, from uh, this girl. It's from, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, and it was just a note saying like, um, basically, I'm sorry for what I did and I forgive you for because what did you do why why is she forgiving you i did not i just i guess i i like was um i i did not realize 
that something that had happened to her was so traumatic to her. And so I had been an insensitive at mm. the time. And because I did not realize that it was such a, a big traumatic incident. And this is like a Game of Thrones episode. Yeah. I'm like, winter is coming, but it's yeah. just always like right there on um, the edge. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm yeah. so curious. It's, um, yeah. So I just had been like, I, I, without realizing it, you know, I had, I had been, I'd not been like the most considerate, sensitive friend that I could have been. Um, so she was like, I t completely forgive you for that. I am so sorry for how I handled things. Good. I didn't, she told That's me, good. yeah, she told me, she's like, I just, I cut off a bunch of people that summer with no explanation. I was, I didn't know what was going on in my head. I was trying to work everything out and I was, um, and that's what my crazy brain told me to do. And I'm, and I'm sorry about that. And, um, I still, um, I, st you know, I still deeply care for you too. And I still have lots of love for you. And I, and I just, I hope you have like the best life possible. And, um, you know, I would love to get a coffee with you. Um, and I was just like, <laughs> just like crying my eyes out, I was sobbing. I was like, this makes me, this just like, it felt like, you know, this Biore pore strips, just like on my entire soul. <laughs> like it felt like I just got all of, like my emotional pores were unclogged. We've come full circle to popping pimples actually. Yeah, you really did. did. <laughs> You've managed I to popped the pimples of this blackhead on my soul. This, so this episode's I, brought to you I by think, Charcoal Face. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the real question that's on both of our and all of our listeners' minds is did you guys reconnect? Um, we did see each other other few times that summer um and yeah we just um we we like mainly with other friends like um i can't so it's we, not quite the same we yeah mm. and we yeah I, we didn't get one-on-one -on -one coffee but we hung out in small groups at at uh, mutual friends homes which was new because before that we could not be in the same room together and I would be like is she coming because I can't because um, I'll have a panic attack <laughs> um, so we and we and I remember that first night it was like maybe a week or so after you know we'd exchange these notes um, and my friend you know she invite. she's like oh we're having a little you know a few friends over um, she's gonna be there are you gonna be a freaking weirdo about it and i was like no i'm cool i'm chill <laughs> where it's fine and i was freaking out and then i went there and she's like hey and she gave me like a hug and she just said thanks for your note and then and we like moved on and she was like have you seen princess nokia her new stuff came out <laughs> that's the one who threw the soup at the racist guy on the train <laughs> yes. right i don't know any of her music but I'm really like, i like her yeah she was like <laughs> fuck with her she, she was uh, yeah she was like our i mean she still is like my number one girl she was like one of our favorite artists you know a couple years ago and she was like so that was like her way of like saying like <laughs> i felt like that was her way of being like you good for the past two years she's like, just like you hear new princess nokia's new stuff and i was <laughs> like yeah i did and um we we hung out a couple times and like it was like it felt weirdly comfortable like like but at the same time, I was like, we're never going to be that, you know, we're never going to be best friends again. We're never going to be. And that's fine. Because mm -hmm. um, I we got this off my chest. And um, 
I feel like I can move on now. And um, uh, every once I have heard from her a little bit every once in a while, like um, she emailed me like um, like a link to concert tickets for Princess Nokia just once at, a, at the blue. And um, and like, I know she'll like I don't know. She'll comment nice stuff on my Instagram sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm glad you're doing well. You look great. And I'm just like, this feels so much better than you pretending I don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So it just feels like, yeah, I I mean, that's fine that we're never going to be uh, close friends again. I, I'm just glad I don't have that clogging up my pores. Right. That <laughs> yeah. sounds awesome. It sounds what like a happy ending. A happy ending and you've made it, it through that. And yeah. There, there, there's always a little bit of sadness when something like that happens. Like, because you know that you're, ne- it's never going to be quite the same again. But it's also like, it, it's good for like it's I, I don't know it always feels better I think for like to still have something but maybe a tiny piece yeah. being missing than like the whole puzzle being like a bunch of shattered pieces all over the ground you know definitely it's nice to have I don't know just to end things on a, on a good note and just be like I Closure. wish you yeah I wish you good and like everything no ill will I wish you everything good in your life because I like you <laughs> I like you and I love you and um, we don't have to talk every day but um, you know I just hope everything's good. And when I run into you every, um, you know, at Thanksgiving in our hometown or something, it's, you know, it's going to be nice to see you. Yeah, I did see her. Um, it was last Christmas. Yeah. Um, at a bar crawl in our hometown. I was like, you're old enough to drink. <laughs> oh, right. Duh, I'm old enough to drink. You're my same age. I forget you're not a teenager still because that was the last time we hung out. Um, and so, and I saw her and it was just... It was good. It was good. Yeah, wow. it felt it felt good, and I'm um, I'm happy that sh- um that we don't hate each other. Well, that's because awesome. I don't want to hate anyone. That feels bad. Um, I don't want to hate anyone personally that I know. I can hate celebrities. That doesn't count. You hit at something that really resonated with me, where you're like in my mind to make it make sense. I painted her as this person, and it's sometimes only coping mechanism to explain how someone could do something disastrous. Like it's harder to admit they're a human being with complicated, you know, emotions and motives. You know, it's just like I don't know. Like when people cheat or something, like it's easiest to be like they're fucking evil you know but yeah. in reality, i don't know it's harder to acknowledge like the i don't know complicated. the human part yeah of it. exactly i i had a well i don't think we have I, mean, I, I think it's just like that way of explaining something that like you don't understand because especially if somebody won't give you the rest of the information like you don't have any way of understanding so the only thing that you can do is like try to connect the dots in your own mind with what few pieces you do have yeah. Yeah, just try yeah, it's like Charlie and it's always mm. sunny, just like trying to connect <laughs> all the dots with the red thread, being like, it's gotta make sense. Oh. There's a conspiracy <laughs> going on. And I'm if I just connect enough, at least it's gonna it's gonna make a clear picture. But like sometimes it I don't know, it's it's uh it's more complicated than that. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And that was like, this is the first time we've talked about friendships. Because we, yeah. talk, when we talk about resentments, it usually goes straight to relationships or jobs. <laughs> yeah. Everything's about sex and money. But like, <laughs> like, like, you can have real platonic love that affects you. So this is a really interesting and fun thing to talk about. Angelina, for yeah. our listeners, if they're interested in seeing, because you're very funny on stage. and oh, just thank and, you. Yeah, I was not funny on this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> Life isn't always, it's, it's real. It was real. And I appreciate you for that. How can people... Mm people follow you and keep up with you um you can follow me on twitter at um angelina j martin um and 
I'm I'm also also on Instagram as Angelina J Martin. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that's about that's about and, it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Before we go, we always do like to end an episode with a quick piece of advice. So if you we. I, th- I think what every listener might be wondering if they're going through something is what is what, what would you recommend people do whenever they're handling a situation with another person that they don't understand I would all say, the pieces on it but won't necessarily can we round table you. that question yeah <laughs> yeah I would say don't be what scared of confrontation 19 year old me like it would be so much easier if i just um wrote that letter years earlier or in fact didn't or just said it in person and said yeah exactly what jasmine said just said hey what's going on bitch we've been best friends for five years why the fuck are you icing me out are you this okay? isn't gossip girl <laughs> what, what, I mean, you said exactly what i was gonna say because like listening to you and understanding that it's like it's a completely different like this yeah. is why all of my friendships that have ended have ended in flames <laughs> they've ended in like oh we don't like each other anymore and it's established or i'm so sorry i love you i just was going through this but i mean i understand because it's just like you don't want to hurt people and you don't want to create a situation and at 19 you might not have had the like yeah i'm still working on my fear of confrontation um and uh but don't uh, be like me life isn't a subway (laughs) you don't need to push all the time it's so funny that you guys are like kind of like two ends of the spectrum because like i've always kind of felt like i was in the middle like there have been some that have ended bad and some that have ended like okay but it's like for the most part it's always just been kind of like a mutual like parting of ways that like doesn't really end like bad or good it just kind of just drifts off and you get busy with other stuff we break up I, we don't have time for me to talk about a resentful friendship story, do we? No, we, we should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. We, we, all, got, we all got shows in half an hour. <laughs> sure, remind me next week and we will talk about this. Oh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Extra Salty Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe. And if you think you have a friend that might like it, recommend it to them too. Word of mouth is a great way for people to get to know about us. And if you're in the Austin area and you've got some extra salty stories of your own, how do they contact us if they're interested? Oh, God, they can use all the social media. We're on everything. We're extra salty pod on facebook and twitter and extra salty podcast on instagram and you know you can hit up me or jasmine online too we both have pages kai krabs and jasmine ellis comedy all right it's separate it's like jasmine ellis comedy and kai krabs yeah we like we're not we're not so dependent on each other at this point that we're like sharing a comedy page like some weird couple where one of them cheated so weird (laughs) that's always because one person cheated or fucked up and we'd be having fights where we're like why are you making ten dollars more than me at this bar show what is going on who is diana (laughs) (laughs) why did she book that thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate you so 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 much angelina thanks for being a part of this and uh, such a great experience well, <laughs> thanks for sharing your story. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. International. International.